Hey everybody, welcome to the X Report. I'm Raven X and I have a very special guest joining me today to help talk about the most recent free agent moves of the first two days. I got Malik Robinson, AKA Brown Patriot, AKA the biggest Cam Newton fan I know. How you doing today, Malik? Oh man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm excited about all this free agents and those. I'm ready for the season to start. Aren't we all? It's a whole bunch of free agency news. I talked about it on the show a few times about how, for the first time in a while, I'm more excited for free agency than the draft. And I'll be the first to say that free agency has not disappointed as of yet. A lot of teams making big and surprising news. So let's go ahead and get things started. But first, please sure check out the xreport.net. I repeat the xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. So what we are going to be doing is we're going to go through each team's uh, first uh, free agency additions. You know, over the last couple of days, we're going to talk about our favorite picks, our least favorite pick, and then what other positions we feel like they need to hit on. So without further ado, let's start off with the Arizona Cardinals, who so far have been fairly quiet. Um, only moves so far they've made, as we know, they signed J.J. Watt to a two-year, $28 million deal, $23 million guaranteed. And then they brought back Robert Alford um, on a one-year deal. Um, contract details are not yet stipulated. And since, of course, the move of note is J.J. Watt, how would you grade that J.J. Watt signing? Plus, I think that kind of what you were saying, I, I don't think the contract was too crazy, but I just think that that money could have been spent elsewhere, like getting some more corners, whether that be trying to bring back Patrick Peterson or trying to replenish the position or getting offensive linemen. The Cardinals do have a lot of needs, and if you would have asked me what their biggest need would, I wouldn't have thought it was another edge rusher. But, I mean, you can never have too much pass rush. I'm excited to see what him and J.J. Watt can do together. I mean, uh, Chandler Jones can do on the same defensive line. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons, who have not yet made any signings. So, Malik, who is a free agent or at least a position that you think that they have to hit on ahead of the draft? Atlanta. Anthony Harris is available as well. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, their secondary left much to be desired. I mean, it was one of the worst uh, groups in football in terms of numbers. So I do think that by bringing in a veteran, that would help out a lot. Honestly, if I was them, I'd bring back Keanu Neal. 
I think that Keanu Neal is a legit per player. Um, the only issue is injuries have been a bit of a concern. So I think that if he can showcase the ability to stay healthy throughout a year, I think that he could really have a huge impact for this team. Um, with regards to uh, another position of need, like you said, safety, um, cornerback is also another spot. I mean, any position in their secondary, honestly, on defense, they could really hit on. Another guy who I think that could be a benefit to them uh, would have to be um, cornerback uh, William Jackson, the second out of Cincinnati. Even though he may not be one of the most well-known guys, he is pretty efficient. Um, he's not going to be a corner who's immediately going to jump off on the tape, but he is pretty serviceable. When he was healthy, he was the best cornerback in Cincinnati, which may not seem like it's saying much, but his play speaks louder than what you would think. All right, let's talk the Baltimore Ravens, who have started to make some moves. Uh, their first move was uh, signing guard uh, Kevin Zietler, three-year, $22.5 million with $16 million guaranteed, re-signing Tyus Bowser, outside linebacker, four-year, $22 million with $12 million guaranteed. Also, they were able to re-sign Derek Wolf to a three-year, $12 million deal, as well as bringing back Pernell McPhee, Chris Board and they tendered Gus Edwards. So of those moves, which one was your favorite? Um, I would have to say, for me, you know, I'm going to go on the defense side. I would say bringing back Derek Wolf. Uh, he didn't have a bad season with the Ravens last year. He was productive. Um, um, he's a, he can be a leader in that locker room with some young, younger players. Derek Wolf, three years, 12 mil. Three million a year is not bad. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at that deal at all. I'm really happy we were we were able to get Wolf back. Um, I'm yeah, I'd probably go as Derek Wolf is my favorite move so far as well, just because I mean you can never have too much depth on the defensive line. He stepped up a lot, especially when Calais Campbell was out with COVID um and other injuries. So I'm excited to see what he'll be able to do. And plus he is gonna be cheap. Um Another close second was getting Kevin Ziegler. We need an interior line. I think that, especially with the money that Joe Thune got and Corey Lindsley got, guys like that, it's refreshing to know we were able to get a quality guy and not have to completely break the bank. So um, another position that you feel like Baltimore needs to hit on before the draft. Oh, that's easy. Wide receiver. Uh, definitely need some targets. You know, I've been talking about this with you off the air. Uh, Hollywood is hard. Willie Sneed, I think y'all can get an upgrade. Boykin is hard, but y'all need other big body receiver. I say a big body receiver or a complete playmaker, a complete receiver. So I would say someone like AJ Green um, would benefit, or someone who just got signed by the Jags, who I said Marvin Jones would been a great fit. Yeah. Even though Marvin Jones doesn't have that huge receiver size like a Kenny Galladay, I would have really loved if we would have signed him. But, yeah, um, I'm in a total agreement with you. I would love to get an experienced wide receiver in here and then also just go towards the draft later on. Of If I have my pick uh, so far, a couple of the guys I want are off the board. But, I mean, a Kenny Galladay would be a great fit. Um, Antonio Brown, like I said, if he can keep his head on straight. A couple of guys who I think will be really good fits in the terms of Brown. I mean, we could get him and not break the bank for it. So those are some positions that I would definitely look at, and I think that pass rusher is something that will be addressed in the draft. All right, the Buffalo Bills 
Also, a team that really hasn't made too many moves but have done some solid things. They brought back Matt Milano on a four-year deal. Um, as of just less than an hour ago, signed wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders to an undisclosed contract yet and brought back, uh, I mean, and signed punter Matt Hack. So, what do you think of the Emmanuel Sanders uh, pick? Pick up. How do you would you grade that? Oh, I get it. I get. I give that an A. Um, you add on to what you got. I think you you added on this addition by subtraction because you lost John Brown, but you really upgraded with Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders, you have Cole Beasley, and you have um, of course Stephon Diggs. Now you literally have because on most teams Sanders will be a number one. Right. So you really have two number one starting now. So. To me, that's a hey. So now Josh Allen has weapons, you know. What really showed last year when they played Kansas City in the championship is that if he couldn't get to Allen, I mean, if he couldn't get to Diggs, that was really nothing else. Now you have Sanders, someone that can stretch the field. You have Cole Beasley up the middle. So I give it a hey. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think it was a great signing. I mean, it just gives more and more depth. I think that, and what makes it even better is despite Emmanuel Sanders' age, he continues to produce, he continues to showcase that he can be a top-tier guy. We saw him do it in New Orleans. So, yeah, I'm in agreement with you as well. I think that it is an A. All right, let's talk the uh, Carolina Panthers, who haven't made too many moves but have been working on their offensive line. They signed guard Pat Elfline to a three-year $13.5 million deal with $6 million guaranteed and signed tackle Cameron Irving from the Dallas Cowboys on a two-year, $10 million deal, $8 million guaranteed. So how do you feel about the Panthers' move so far? Uh, um, well, my former team, I would say I, I give their moves a, a D. Yeah. Um, I mean, the money they spent on Cameron Irving, you're looking at that like, oh, really? Like, this is your starter? So, I mean, they, what else did they do? They franchise Tyler Moden. Okay, I get that. But they really haven't done anything. I mean, yeah, they they got they got better on defense with the draft last year with the younger players. But what else are you going to add? I mean, especially when you got the Saints, the Bucks in your division. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I'm I give it a D. Yeah, I don't love the offensive line moves. I think that Cameron Irvin, we've seen far too many times him not produce and him look terrible. So it's surprising that they gave him a contract to begin with, not to mention one that gives $8 million guaranteed. On the one hand, it's not that much money, but on the other hand, it's like, do you really want to take that risk with a player like him? Um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily love the moves. In terms of position that they need to hit before the draft, I would, with both of the best tight ends of free agency off the board right now, I would probably say I would go in the direction of wide receiver. I mean, because Robbie Anderson, we saw what he was able to do. DJ Moore was great. And Curtis Samuel seemed like a really good third receiver to kind of push things and tie things together. But right now they don't really have that. And I think that a guy who could step in and be a really good replacement will be a cat like T.Y. Hilton. I know it would be really surprised if he actually did leave the um, Indianapolis Colts. But if he did, I think that Carolina will be a nice fit. Um, regardless of who their quarterback is, I mean, T.Y. is one of the most reliable wide receivers in the league. So he's a guy that I think that they should target. They need to address the linebacker position. Um, Shaq Thompson is fine, you know, but since Luke Eakley's left, you know, it's been a big void there. Um, they can address it through the draft, you know, making Farsons, you know, Jareel Cox, a bunch of options there. You could have J.I.J. 
I totally hear you on that. Honestly, I think that if they decide to go in a different direction at quarterback, I mean, if they decide to stick with Teddy or if they find a way to hold on to that um, top ten pick, and if they don't have Michael Parsons taken ahead of them, like with the seventh overall pick by Detroit, I could see that being a great fit. All right, let's talk Chicago, another team that really has not done much besides uh, franchise tag. Allen Robinson, but they may have their quarterback for 2021, signing Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth $10 million. What is your grade for this signing? Oh, I mean, the desperate, how desperate we are. Um, I give it a, I give it a D. I mean, one year, $10 million, I mean, he could have gotten it for cheaper. I mean, that's the only knock I would say. You could have got them for cheaper than ten million. Maybe it is cheaper than ten million because you know they got a lot of incentives. But uh, I give it a D. You know, Allen Robinson is not happy. Mario Edwards signing was cool. Um, but Chicago really hasn't done anything to make you be like, wow, they're really moving the needle to challenge Green Bay for the division. Like, no. So I'm gonna give it a D. Uh, I don't believe in Eddie Dalton. I've watched Eddie Dalton for so many years. I don't believe in Eddie Dalton. I don't love the pickup, but I still don't hate it for the main purpose of, I mean, I would take Andy Dalton over Mitchell Jabrisky. And I think that in terms of him making 10 mil, that's, I mean, honestly, nowadays, anything under 20 mil just does not seem much for a quarterback, especially one that seems like they're going to be starting. I think that with Andy Dalton, it's only a one-year deal. Potentially, he's just going to be a bridge quarterback. They could use their pick to uh, draft a quarterback. I think it's the 20th overall pick, 18th or 20th, one or two. They can use that to get a quarterback and just use Andy as, you know, a bridge quarterback as well as a mentor for the new guy. So, honestly, I think it's a B plus. I don't hate it. It's low risk, high reward. I mean, you get a solid player. He did it. He wasn't terrible with Dallas. I mean, but honestly, no quarterback really last year with Dallas looked that great because the defense was horrendous. So, I think that if they can find a way to um, – solidify the offensive line and just keep Andy upright, I think they could be fine. Am I scared of the Bears right now? No. But, I mean, if you're not able to get Russell Wilson, which it seems like they're not, you got to be able to do something. But um, in terms of a free agent that I would possibly target, I mean, not even necessarily a player, but I just would – I think that they should really just look in to get more pressure. I mean, Khalil Mack was – is going to be Khalil Mack, but Robert Quinn, they paid him all that money last year. He didn't do much. I think that you have to get another solidified pass rusher alongside Khalil Mack to help get that defense some pressure. Um, the Bears, that's all right. I'm going to go offense. I'm going to say they need to get a, a wide receiver. Um, obviously, Allen Robinson, we don't know if he's going to be there much longer. They might trade him. Um, he might hold out. We don't know. But you need other targets. It's been rumored that Anthony Miller is on the trade market. So, you know, you going in there with Mims as your next receiver, I mean, you really don't. Nah, it would be, um, what's his name? The Rook Mooney. Uh, Daryl oh, yeah, Mooney. Right. Mooney. Daryl Mooney, yes. But still, I still think they need to target him with them. Uh, I would say someone like Fuller. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not keep him away from your arch nemesis, Green Bay Packers? You know, so that's someone I would target. Fuller, he can stretch the field, gives you another weapon. 
so the red rifle can throw it deep, I guess. So I will go after Will Fuller and address the wide receiver position. All right, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton's former team uh, made some solid moves thus far. Signed Trey Hendrickson defensive end to a four-year, $60 million deal, $16 million guaranteed, which is not that bad at all. Um, Mike Hilton, cornerback, they signed him away from the Pittsburgh Steelers on a four-year, $24 million deal. Signed Chidobe Awuzie from the Dallas Cowboys, three-year, $21 uh, mil, $7.5 mil guaranteed. Which of these is your favorite signings, even though I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say? <laughs> um, honestly, man, I'm going to say, uh, honestly, Henderson, I would say that's my favorite, but I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to say I like the Mike Hilton side. Um, he did a lot for Pittsburgh. You, for one, you made a division rival weaker because you took away one of their, one of their, you know, product players. Two, he could do a lot for you. You know what I'm saying? So I like the Mike Hill, the Mike, the Mike Hill son, though. The Trey Hendrick signing. You know, I think they shouldn't have went protection for Andy. You know, I'm a little salty because I'm a Brown. You know, I wanted him to get it, but you know, I like it for him. You know, I think uh, you lost Carl also, so. Why not get them by, you know, addition by subtraction? Um, but uh, I'll get them a B. But I like the Mike Hilton side. I don't like the other side that they did, but I like the Mike Hilton side. Yeah, I don't like the Chidobie. Um, Awuzie signing at all just because Awuzie was notoriously not great in Dallas. And that's saying something just because I'd be wary of signing anybody from Dallas' defense a year ago, especially their cornerback. So we'll see how that rocks. But I think, like you said, I really like the Mike Hilton sign. I think Mike Hilton was definitely an underrated presence on that Steelers defense. And plus, it takes away from the Steelers. I mean, it takes away from a division rival. So that always helps Trey Hendrickson. You get some pressure. I mean, Carl Lawson was, you know, a solid player. But Trey Hendrickson, in my opinion, is a better player. And I think I like his deal more than I like Carl Lawson's. I would be more apt to pay him 15 mil than Carl Lawson. So I I like 66% of what they're doing, but I'm in a total agreement with you. I would now set my sights on getting another wide receiver because A.J. Green is on. John Ross is, you know, he didn't do anything, but you still got to replace that body in the room and then get some protection. I think that if Mitchell Swartz decides not to retire, if he's still playing, I would definitely go all out to try to bring him in, protect uh, Joe Burrow's blind side. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, another one I would say is Rodney Hudson. Why not bring him in? We can move someone else on the line to another position, but he's a top center at his position. You know, I think who's that center now? Billy Price, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Billy Price. Yeah, he, he would move the guard or something or be a backup. So, no, definitely would do that. Someone I would definitely look at. Um, Trey Turner and somebody else I would look at at guard. He's a free agent. Um, you got to get protection for him, man. I mean, it was bad last year. It's bad for the NFL when a young superstar goes down at quarterback, especially being young and Joe's definitely a superstar. So, you know, I don't like the Bengals, but I respect Joe. So, I will say get him some help. So, yeah, I agree with that. They need to get us all out. All right, let's move on to your team, the Cleveland Browns. Made some uh, really solid move night one, and then today, been kind of quiet. Uh, their first move was signing uh, safety John Johnson to a three-year, $33.75 million deal with $24 million guaranteed. And then today, they signed defensive end Tack McKinley on a one-year, $4.25 million deal. 
What? How would you grade the John Johnson pick? Because honestly, I would say that it's probably my favorite signing so oh, far. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely Mars. I give it a, I give it an A plus, man. Um, for one, I give it an A plus because you attack the need. You attack one of your greatest weaknesses, which last was going off about our safeties and Andrews and Dejo because he was everybody's hope. And I swear, that was our biggest weakness. So you got your biggest weakness, you made it one of your strengths. Two, you didn't really overpay. You paid him pretty nice. He could have gotten more money on the open market. You got him at relatively cheap at what, 33 mil? 33 mil? Like 3 or 33 yeah. mil? That was cheap. Now you brought somebody in that could be a leader. Now you brought some insurance policy just in case Delbert is not ready to go. Um, you have Rocky Harrison. So now it opens your defense up a little bit more. And especially in the division where you play someone like the Ravens who use tight ends a lot, who has a mobile quarterback. The Steelers who has someone like uh, who likes to throw downfield. We have Chase Claypool. Hell, even the Bengals, they, they threw on us all last year. Joe had a hell of a game against us last year. So I really love it. Um, he's very underrated. So definitely my favorite pick. I'm glad to have 43 back there. Go Brownies. Hey. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Like I said, I think it is a tremendous sign. And I mean, just seeing how tight ends had so much success against the Browns, and that's not just all on the safeties, but like you said, Andrew Sandejo could not stop anything. And I think that by bringing in John Johnson, I think you get a one of the most underrated players in the league, especially at his position. You get a consistent guy who's going to get the job done. I think that he kind of fits that dog mentality that Cleveland is really trying to work towards. I think um, him, Denzel, Miles Garrett, I think those are nice starting pieces. And now it's just about adding to it. So um, in terms of other positions, I mean, like I just keep feeding the defense. Keep adding to that defense. And honestly, if I was um, if I was in the Browns front office, I'm looking at corners. I mean, I say his name a lot because I love him, LSU Tiger. You gotta, you know, call about Patrick Peterson, see what he's up to, see see how he's doing, you know, check on him. Maybe he wants to um, come up and be a part of the dog pound, you know. Just just give him a little call, just check on him. talking about the Dallas Cowboys, they don't have any money to go all out. So far, the only people they brought back, cornerback C.J. Goodwin, two-year, 3.5 mil. Uh, Ty Niski, uh, right tackle. Uh, Jake McQuaid, long snapper. And they brought back wide receiver Noah Brown. So, like I said, not much money to really work with, which is unfortunate because they have needs all over the defense. So, 
of players who you think they could possibly get cheap, who do you think that they should try to bring in? Malik Hooker. Uh, but I say that because he's young. Injury prone. Injury prone. He is injury prone, which means... That'll make him cheaper. That makes him cheaper. That'll make him very cheaper. He has a lot of upside. He's injury prone. He'll be very cheaper, and he can't be worse than what you had back there already, obviously. Yeah. So, I would say someone like Malik Hooker. I would say someone like Carl. So, like, I'm laughing when I say that because all of those will definitely be upgrades of what you had back there. You know, so they'll definitely be cheaper. Uh, they won't command a lot. And then... I would probably, in agreement with you, I think that Malik Hooker is a cat that has, when he's healthy, has showcased that he can play in this league. He's a really talented Excuse me, talented guy when he really gets the opportunity. But like you said, it's just hard for him to actually stay on the field. If he could be on the field, I think that he could really be a guy that I think they could uh, build their life around um, in their secondary, especially with Xavier uh, Woods being a free agent. Um, I'm also going to go, of course, on the defensive side of the ball. Honestly, I would try to bring back Alden Smith. I think that reason being he's familiar with the system and – Last year, he started off with a bang. Sure, he kind of calmed down a little bit, but you can sign him to a prove-it deal, have him showcase why he's worth more money, in addition to, of course, getting other guys. But I think that bringing back Alden, who, in my opinion, overall outperformed Demarcus Lawrence, had more fire and fight to him. So I would definitely go Alden on that. Uh, all right, let's talk the Denver Broncos. Um, their big moves were uh, signing cornerback Ronald Darby, three-year, 30 mil with a 19.5 guarantee, and signing Shelby Harris, defensive tackle to a three-year, $27 million deal. So which of these two would you say do you prefer, and where else do they need to go? And then even in the Drew Lock draft, he was a second round pick. But I mean, honestly, of that class, it he already looks better than Dwayne Haskins. He looks better than Daniel Jones. The only other quarterback of that class so far is Kyler Murray, who has done some nice things, but everybody else is just kind of uh. You gotta move up. If I'm there, I'm, I'm gonna move up. I'm gonna be like, okay, I want I want to get the top three in the fields. Wilson, 
All right, so in my opinion, I would go safety. I think that their secondary needs some needs to bring more to the table, especially Kareem Jackson is on the way out. And even though, I mean, he's an older guy, he still was fairly productive for them. And, I mean, you got Von Miller back. You know that you got your standout edge rusher. That's awesome. That's great. But you got to kind of fix up the back end. I was still kind of at bringing another cornerback um, in addition to Ronald Darby. But thus far, I would look at safeties, particularly a cat like Keanu Neal, who I feel like has a lot to prove. You can get him, and uh, he will be relatively cheap. Um, another guy, potentially Jaquiski Tart out of uh, San Francisco. So guys like that I think would be a nice fit in Denver's defense, more specifically working with Vic Fangio. But, all right, the Packers have done nothing so far besides lose Corey Lindsley, who became the highest-paid center uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. So I think we're going to say the same position, but where do you think they need to go in terms of free agency? receiver don't get me wrong Devontae Adams balled out was great um MVS had some really big moments I think he led the league in 50 plus yard touchdowns or receptions one of the two um Equinemus St. Brown had some plays that's all fine and dandy but consistency outside of Devontae Adams was not there and they need another target for it. the rare instances when Devontae Adams is not wide open or he's getting double teamed or even in games like the Jags where he was getting handled you have to have another receiver that you can go to and you can rely on I would go Kenny Galladay I think that the tandem of Kenny Galladay and Devontae Adams would just be too nice to ignore of course you have to worry about cap um, Will Fuller will be a nice addition even though you can make the argument that you already have a speedy guy in MVS I do think that Fuller has a more well-rounded game and I trust his hands more the only issue with him is injuries much like other people so that would kind of be a concern but I mean still you can look at offensive line I mean Corey Lindsley is gone in that instance I would look at a cat like uh, Rodney Hudson we know like you said, he's the best center in the game, one of the best, if not. Um, David Andrews is still available. Another guy who, if he can come back and be healthy, he could really help out this line. Because we saw what happened when um, Aaron Rodgers didn't have time to throw in the NFC Championship. The Bucks front seven got to him early and often, made his life hell. And so either getting a wide receiver to help him get the ball out sooner or getting him an offensive line uh, would be a lot of help. So, honestly, they could go offense or defense. All right, the Houston Texans, a team that Lord knows nobody knows what they are doing with their lives. 
and but actually have made a lot of free agent signings. Uh, they signed Ke- outside linebacker Kevin Kevin Pierre Lewis to a two year seven million dollar deal. Uh, two point seven five million guaranteed. Wide receiver Andre Roberts to a two year five point five million dollar deal. Two point five guaranteed. Your boy Christian Kirksey one year four point five mil. Guard Justin McCray two year four mil. Uh, outside linebacker Derek Rivers one year three mil. Uh, linebacker Camus Grugier Hill one year two point five. Mark Ingram. Big Trust, one year, 2.5 mil. Wide receiver from Baltimore, one year. Uh, Chris Moore, one year, 2 mil. Vincent Taylor, defensive tackle, one year, 2 mil. Safety, Terrence Brooks, one year, 2 mil. Uh, inside linebacker, Joe Thomas, one year, 1.5 mil. Uh, Tremont Smith, cornerback, one year, 1.13 mil. And then Tyrod Taylor to a one year, I want to say it was $12 million deal. So, with what the Texans have done, do you think that this is going to make Deshaun Watson happy to rock the red, white, and blue? Hell no. No. Deshaun Watson got 84 million, 84, 82 million guaranteed. He don't care. He goes. Why would you just, what? What? We just named. And I like Mark Ingram. Don't get me wrong. I love Mark, but that's it. <laughs> him and him, no, him and Christian Kirksey. I like the Kirksey signing, but besides that, Shaq Lawson. They got Shaq Lawson through trade. But I mean, Shaq Lawson is inconsistent. Yes. Okay. You got Marcus Cannon. He's old. And it's like, okay, so what? What? What in the hell would make me want to stay? Like, what? What am I throwing to? He he just well he he still has Brandon Cooks, um and he has David Johnson out the backfield so that that's solid and he got the best hype man in the league so I mean you know nobody hypes you up like uh, this ass go that's why they gave Tyrod Taylor twelve twelve point five million yeah so hopefully I really hope this means that they're gonna they just sucked it up and say you know what we just gonna we gonna release this man save him from his misery maybe send him to a team like Chicago. You know, that would be helpful. That'd be nice. But, yeah. Or San Francisco. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Um, nothing about this is that exciting to me. If I ask the question, what do they need, I'd honestly say everything. So, it's like. Like, they, they literally need every position. And so, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see what you're doing, Houston. You're being active. But it is wild because the the Texans right now, you know, minus Deshaun Watson are kind of like how the Browns were a few years ago where, like, veteran players would just go just to get a check and had, like, no expectations. Like, that's that's the Texans right now. Yep. It's wild. All right, let's talk to Indianapolis Colts, their in-division rival, who have not made any moves so far. So what are some moves that you think that you could see them uh, pulling the trigger on? Signing. You know, um, that'd be good for them. So I can see them going defense. They need so they need defense a lot. They need pressure. So I'm gonna say D line. I could definitely see D line as well. I'm gonna say cornerback though. 
I will say this. Uh, Kenny Moore is great in the slot, but on the outside, they don't really have a true number one. Xavier Rhodes revitalized his career. I would be surprised if they weren't able to bring him back. But, yeah, I think that cornerback will be a move there. A guy that we talked about earlier, um, Adore Jackson, I never profess to be a fan of his, but I think that if Adore Jackson came there and was coached up and was with that defense that had so much talent, it would take a lot of pressure off of him, and I think that it will allow him to have a really solid year. Is he your number one corner? No, but I do think that he would still be a solid, a solid part to that defense who wouldn't ask him to do too, too much. Um, in terms of defensive line, I think Melvin Ingram could be a really nice replacement for Justin Houston, especially if he can stay healthy. So those are just a couple of guys. And, of course, offensive line, Anthony Costanzo retired. I think Eric Fisher will be a really nice replacement for him. All right, let's talk Jacksonville Jaguars, another team that has been active with their cap space. Starting off with signing cornerback Shaquille Griffin, three-year, $40 million deal, 29 mil guaranteed us gave safety Rayshon Jenkins a bag for a year 35 mil 16 mil guaranteed defensive tackle Roy Robertson Harrison I mean Harris signed him from the Bears three year 23.4 mil 14 mil guaranteed wide receiver uh Marvin Jones two year 14 and a half mil 9.2 guaranteed Jamal Agnew wide receiver three year 14.25 mil guaranteed defensive win defensive win uh Jawan Smoot uh, tight end Chris Manhurts, uh, running back Carlos Hyde on a two-year 4.5 mil, Jonathan Ford safety two-year 4.2 mil, resign. Oh my gosh! Wow, I, I take back everything I just said about the Texans. Everything Super Bowl bound. Yep. Wow. I like, and I I take back everything I just said. Texas to the Super Bowl, but yeah, and also they brought back Sidney Jones and they signed Philip Dorsett. Not gonna lie to you, I understand Shaq Griffin is the big quote unquote signing, but I really like the Marvin Jones signing. I think that it provides some consistency. D.D. Westbrook is gone. He wasn't that consistent. Neither was Keenan Cole, who also was gone. D.J. Chark, we've seen what he can do as a number one guy if the ball gets out to him. So I think that him on one side, um, putting Marvin Jones in the slot and then having a cat like LaVisca Chenault who could do everything, I think that they're setting up Trevor Lawrence with a really nice core of receivers. I also really like the Carlos Hyde, too, as another as a change of pace back to uh, James, James Robinson. Sonny's a B, 
but the rest, I'm just looking like, man, is this like cause Rudy Ford and Jenkins, that question marks? I was surprised that Jamal Agnew got almost as much money as Marvin Jones, which is kind of wild to me because Jamal Agnew is like his best asset is as a returner. So that was that was surprising. Um, yeah, Rayshon Jenkins, I don't love that. Honestly, I figured in my last mock draft, in my first mock draft, I mean, I had them get in Trevon Morig. I think that that would be a really nice signing. That's not to say they still can't do it. But, yeah, like, overall, I'd say B-. minus. Like, there's some solid, like, undercover signings and throwing in there. And then, you know, Shaq Griffin. I mean, he's serviceable. I mean, he's better than what they had last year. I think that he and uh, C.J. Henderson will be an interesting group to watch. I do think that C.J. Henderson is going to be the better player, you know, by the end of the year. But I, I think that Jacksonville is, you know, trying to make moves. You know, Urban Meyer is trying to, uh, trying to build his team up, which I can respect. But let's talk about a team that's already built up, the Kansas City Chiefs. Haven't done too, too much. They signed Joe Thune, guard, to a five-year, $80 million deal, $48 million guaranteed, and then re-signed Taco Charlton to a one-year deal with an undisclosed salary. So how are you grading this Joe Thune signing? You're kind of back at square one. Jerry Sneed. Forward. I'm going to give the Thune side in a B. Yes, they did need more help on their offensive line, but it's also like you gave a lot of money and you still have two issues at your bookend positions. Eric Fisher is not necessarily a superstar, but he gets the job done. Mitchell Swartz, when he's healthy, is one of the best right tackles in the league. So it's, I understand from a contract standpoint why, but overall I just feel like you're kind of back where you were. And I think that unless you're going to base it off cheap young guys, it's going to be tough. But uh, with regards to what they need, I'm always going to say defense. Cornerbacks, of course, but really, I would say linebackers. I think their linebackers have consistently let them down. I think a guy like K.J. Wright, if he does, in fact, leave Seattle, I think that that could be a really, really good signing for them. Um, it will provide just consistent play. K.J. Wright is one of those guys who, no matter how old he is, he is always all across the field. Um, another team that I could see him play for Patrick Peterson just because – 
he's a tremendous corner, experienced corner. He's faced everybody. So he'll know how to attack that. And then just another guy, you know, if we're talking offensive line, Alejandro Villanueva, I think that that could be a potentially nice fit, especially because he is another veteran presence um, who is familiar with AFC talent. But let's talk the Raiders, a team that has not done too much, but they made a really nice signing of defensive end Yannick Ngakwe on a two-year, $26 million deal, fully guaranteed. How would you grade that pick? Oh, that's an A. For what they got him for, hey, two-year deal worth twenty-six mil. I know, man. You talked about. It. He was like, man, Baltimore could have done. We definitely could have did that. That's that's not bad at all. Co- um, compared to what other cats got, that's fine. Yeah, but definitely brings what they're looking for. Definitely can bring pressure off the edge. I mean, he's a phenomenal pass rusher. So. Definitely giving them an A. They much needed it, especially in a division where you're facing Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert, you know. So, definitely kudos to them and give it an A. I give it an A as well. I mean, for all the same reasons you said, they have not had a real pass rusher, a good, consistent pass rusher since Khalil Mack. We all know this. Max Crosby, Crosby had a good rookie year, but then he was practically non-existent this year. They have yet to have somebody who just gives it his all every game. And I think that they're getting that with Yannick. Um, in terms of players who or positions that I think that they should look at, I would go receiver. I don't think Henry Ruggs is number one wide receiver quality. I think that he's he'll be a tremendous number two, but I don't see him really overtaking that role. Yes, you have Darren Waller also out there, but I would try to find somebody who could take some pressure off of Henry Ruggs. And honestly, this is a team that I think would be a really nice fit for Curtis Samuel. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I think he's a number one receiver too, but he's a gadget player. He's a weapon who I feel like, let's be honest, the Raiders' offense is fairly predictable. Either they're going to give it to um, Darren Waller, or they're going to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. It's very little in between. Occasionally throw a deep ball up to Henry Ruggs. I think that with Curtis Samuel, it could kind of make this offense a bit more unpredictable and kind of keep defenses off balance. Mm, Raiders. Um, I would go... Raiders is... I would would say linebacker. Now, I know they tried to dress it last year. With Corey Littleton. Yeah, kind of. Really, he really underperformed. See, I was going to say linebacker. Um, that, like I said, there's again someone I can see J.I. Brown going to. Uh, can cover it. You need that. You need a linebacker that can cover You face Travis Kelsey twice a year. You face um, whoever the whoever the, the charges are going to bring in to replace Hunter Henry twice a year. Um, the Broncos have no offense, so you need a linebacker who can cover, who can tackle, and who has speed. So definitely could see him going there, but they definitely need to address their linebacker position. I could see that. Um, another team that you could make an argument needs to address linebacker is the Los Angeles Chargers. But they've been focused on offensive line mostly. Uh, so far, they signed Corey Lindsley to a five-year, $62.5 million deal with 26 mil guaranteed. Uh, brought back cornerback Michael Davis on a three-year, $25.2 million deal, 15 mil guaranteed. And then they signed right tackle Matt Failer on a three-year, $21 million deal. So how are you feeling about their pickup so far? Do you think that they're making their team better? For next year, 
protect her investment. Yeah. A B for doing that. I give them an A for effort, but a B for their finance. Uh, they're trying to protect their investment for next year, and that's safe to us. So um, they really haven't added any weapons, you know, to make them better. I mean, they've actually lost. I mean, Hunter Henry's been hurt, you know, so they really haven't been available anyway, but they really haven't added any weapons. So it's hard for me to say if they made it better, but I will say they're doing a good job of trying to protect their investment. Um. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I mean – their offensive line has been bad for years now, and I, I commend them for making some moves. But like you said, yeah, you got to get weapons. I mean, right now their offense, let's be honest, Keenan Allen is a dog. We know Keenan Allen is great, but he's had injury concerns much of his career. Mike Williams is a cat who either he's going to have a tremendous game or he's not going to do anything at all. It's really no in between. Austin Eckler is great out the backfield. But – you need another target on the outside. And honestly, I would I think this would be a really nice spot for Juju. Reason being, he wouldn't have to be the number one guy. And we've seen what Juju can do when he is not relied upon to be the top guy. And I think that with Keenan Allen on the one side, Juju on the other, I think that that could really create opportunities for Juju on the other side. Even if you want to put him in the slot, that would be another great thing too. And I think that with those kinds of weapons, especially if Mike Williams is also on and having a good night, I think that that makes the Chargers offense a scary, scary one to face. So I think Juju will be a really good fit in the uh, powder blue and yellow. Okay. Well, this one's going to hurt me. Uh, my big receiver, I would say Richard Higgins mm-hmm. was a good fit for them. And I say that because he's a sure-handed receiver. Uh, he would know the number three receiver. Um, you can get a relatively cheap quarterback that's developing. So, um, and I think he would. I would love Rashard Higgins to go there. You know, I would hate it because I want Hollywood to stay in Cleveland, but I can see Higgins going to the Chargers. That would be a solid fit, and plus, because they don't necessarily have the most cap space, they should be able to do it relatively easily. Um, all right, so moving on to their neighbors, the Los Angeles Rams. Another team doesn't have too much cap space, but they made sure to bring back Leonard Floyd on a four-year, $64 million deal. How would you grade this re-signing? Oh, God, man. That's like a – that's a – that move is really a sheep's and wolves clothing because I definitely would give that a straight D. They definitely overpaid for him. Me and you both would look good if we're rushing with side right now. Oh, of course. Say that. I mean, you could ask Dante Fowler that. Dante yeah. Fowler got paid from Atlanta, and then now they think y'all want to cut him because he didn't do anything on his own. Exactly. But he looked good when he was rushing towards with Aaron Donald. Right. Same thing with this cat. So, I mean, when you got two or three people trying to block one person, of course, you, you know, you're going to have a free way to the quarterback. So, I mean... No, they definitely overpaid. They're asking all the other players to renegotiate their better players to renegotiate their contracts. When you just signed this cat to four years, sixty-four million guaranteed. No, they overpaid. I give it a D. Don't know what the Rams are thinking. I don't know if they're desperate because they lost John Johnson. I don't know, but give it a D. From the standpoint of the Rams, I give it a C minus. Even though it's way too much money, at the very least, you have a guy who performed in your system, and 
you get to keep that guy so you don't have to keep having a rotating door of guys. So in terms of consistency and continuity, it's a C minus. If I'm Leonard Floyd, this is an A plus. All I got to do is get sacks alongside Aaron Donald, even with most of my sacks coming against the same team. You just said nothing but a word. And I get $64 million for doing it. Hell yeah. I mean, what better situation is it? Because I think that he probably looked at what happened to Dante Fowler and he knew his limitations and were like, hey, I know that I can get paid like this somewhere else, but I, I can't do it on my own. Whereas if you stay with the Rams, not only did you get bank, but you also get to look even better going up to being alongside the greatest, the best defense player in the league. So if I'm, I mean, if I'm Leonard Floyd, this is a win. I'm good. This is, this is a fine for me. Um, but speaking of what the Rams need, I would go offensive line. They're not a team that has many glaring needs. I could have said replace um, John Johnson, but Jordan Fuller was really good last year um, as a rookie. And then if you see, they remember they drafted, um, what's the name of the guy out of Washington? No, was it? I don't remember. Um. He's like one of the first Asian American NFL players. Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp. They got Taylor Rapp, and I think that they're going to try to trust him with some more responsibilities. Um, so I think they're going to try to go younger at safety. But if I'm – so like I said, in terms of adding to the offensive line, just getting more protection. You know, Andrew Whitworth is coming back, and he seems like he still can go, which is great. But, I mean, you can never have too much protection, especially in – um, trying to keep Matthew Stafford upright. He's your quarterback, at least for the near future. So if that's the case, you know, just get him some protection. I would say they need a linebacker D and hybrid because uh, what showed last year in their playoff game, their playoff loss against Green Bay when Aaron Donald was ineffective, they got zero pressure. They couldn't get a hand on – they couldn't get a hand – they couldn't get a hand on Aaron Rodgers. So uh, they need more pressure. Michael Brockers is fine as DT, but they need an end. Um, I look at somebody like Hassan Reddick. Why not? He's a linebacker slash DN hybrid. You take him from a um, division rival, you bring him in. They need more pass rush to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Leonard Floyd, just Leonard. I, I just, you need more than Aaron Donald. And it showed last year, if Aaron Donald, if you can stop Aaron Donald from getting to you, you can beat the Rams defense. Agreed. Even though their defense was great and their secondary, I, I totally agree. Uh, if you get past Aaron, you're good. All right, let's. Yeah, because Green Bay's believe, but Green Bay let him up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to South Beach and the Miami Dolphins. Who, after last year, spent quite a bit of money in free agency. They've been pretty calm this year. Uh, signed Seathan Carter, tight end, uh, to a three-year, $7.8 million deal, 2.7 guaranteed. Jacoby Brissett on a one-year, $7.5 million deal, 5.5 mil guaranteed. Resigned offensive, I mean, outside linebacker, Vince Beagle, on a one-year deal. And then uh, signed punter, Michael Pilardi, on a one-year deal. How do you feel about this Jacoby Brissett signing? Say he's a pure backup. I think. Um, I, I give it a C. You know, 
what I'm saying? I mean, it's they said like I said, they say he's just a backup, but I think it's more of an insurance policy. I would have loved for them to resign Fitzpatrick. But uh I give it a some kinda like yeah. I mean I like the trades. I like the they got McKinney. That's a cool move. Yeah, I think getting um, Bernard McKinney is gonna especially I would take Bernard McKinney over uh Kyle Van Noy at middle linebacker. So I think it's a great move. Most definitely. I like that move. Um, other ones, Isaiah Wilson, he ain't playing a snoop. Yeah, we don't. That was a. I mean, I get it in terms of being young, but also it's like, man, he's a. That's a lot of baggage. Yeah, it's a problem. But uh, overall, I give it a C. They need. <laughs> they, they need another wide receiver bad, too. Um, Parker's. Parker's. Is average. I'm being nice, you know. He yeah. Average. He's average. Um, they really haven't replaced Jarvis. They need a receiver. Um, someone who can fit the bill. I would say Curtis Samuel is someone I would see want to go there. Brings dynamic to what they need to do. He's a gadget player. Um, another receiver I can see, Kenny Galladay, could definitely go there. He would, to me, he would instantly be the number one. Um, you get to a, a bigger body receiver to throw to, a target to throw to. So, to me, they need to go receive Yeah, I agree with you as far as needing to get some weapons. I do disagree in terms of the Jacoby Brissett sign. I think it's a B-1. It's relatively cheap. And I am in agreement with you. I wish that they were able to bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick just because of what he means to that system and how important he was to the success of the team last year. But he wanted to get starter money or at least get the opportunity to start, and he's getting that. So more power to him. Um, but, yeah, got to get some weapons for Tua. I think that they're going to spend a lot of draft picks trying to do that, especially with two first-round picks. But, yeah, I mean, you could never – it never hurts to get, you know, a veteran presence um, at wide out. I mean, like you said, Kenny Galladay will be a no-brainer there. Uh, but kind of bringing up your guy, Rashad Higgins, I think that Rashad Higgins could be a nice fit. He's a guy that doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention – with regards to um, other receivers, just because he's not that known of a commodity. You and I know him. We talk about him a lot. But really, outside of Cleveland, he's not a guy that gets talked about a lot. And I think that if he were given the opportunity, I think that he could make the most of it, in addition, of course, to them getting, you know, drafted another wide receiver. So I think that uh, Higgins will be a nice fit if they want to go a cheaper direction. But let's talk Minnesota Vikings. Signed a defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson, to a two-year, $22 million deal, $20 million guaranteed. Uh, brought back Stephon Weatherly on a one-year, $2.5 million deal with only five hundred k guaranteed. Uh, Resigned guard Rashad Hill to a $2.37 million deal, fully guaranteed. And then signed outside linebacker Nick Vigil to a one-year, $1.75 million deal. How do you feel about the Dalvin Tomlinson uh, pickup? Oh, I like it. I love it. I mean, was a young cat, was a young captain with the Giants, uh, earned his way into the start lineup, played relatively well. So, I love it. They got him for a pretty good deal, actually, man. That's not mm-hmm. bad. Um, him and Michael Pierce will be a force up the middle. Now, their defensive line can be key. Because we don't know what's going on with Daniel Hunter. It's reported that he's not happy with his contract. But overall, I'm like it. I'll give it an A. Yeah, I would give that side a B plus. I mean, with 
with linemen like Dalvin, who are like just strictly pat, I mean, not pat, run stoppers, it's hard for them to really get a big market as opposed to other guys who can also rush the passer. He can do it as well, but his game is primarily stopping the run. And I mean, if you look at the different running backs in the NFC North, that has to be something that they're able to do. So on the one hand, it is great that they got all that beef up front. I think that it's going to be really beneficial, but I still just, man, you got to do something in that secondary. I mean, even if it's not bringing... You know what? My bad. My bad. That it's all fixed. Everything's fine now. You know, it's like you're right. It's fine. But just in case McKenzie just has to fight for the affections of 31 other teams and just moves on. A guy who I think that would be helpful is a Richard Sherman. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he is still the Richard Sherman of old. He he's getting older. And he was never a fast cornerback, but he was smart enough to keep pace with other receivers. That's kind of diminished a bit, but he can still go. He can still be a presence either at cornerback or if they want to move him out to safety. I think that he will be a really nice presence, especially because they have a really young cornerback group. So I think having a guy like Richard Sherman could really help out that defense and kind of boost up their toughness. Because Mike Zimmer, he called it the worst defense he coached. He said that after the Saints game, and I think that with a player like Richard Sherman, he's not going to let that stand while he's there. I agree with you with a different player. I said go after Casey Hayward. Why not? Um, faster. Faster. Um, knowing what it's like to play in the, in the, the uh, NFC North. Um, brings advantage, you know, bring a vet, uh, veteran presence. I think he's got more. He's a year younger than Sherman, so he's got a little left in the tank that Sherman does. So, I mean, he probably would be cheaper. Oh, maybe definitely. Maybe I think same, he'd be cheaper. Maybe, maybe same price. I would say maybe around the same price. Maybe, maybe. It all depends. Sherman is more high profile. Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward though. Yeah. All right, now we gotta talk the Patriots after last year. Just going into the regular season with just, you know, teachers, garbage men, you know, taxi drivers. They say, you know what? We, we probably should uh we probably should rectify some things. And that they did. Got a whole lot of cap space and have not known what to do with themselves. Starting off with signing outside linebacker Matt Judon from the Baltimore Ravens on a four-year $54.5 million deal with $32 million guaranteed. Tight end John Smith, four-year $50 million with $31.25 million guaranteed. Hunter Henry, three-year $37.5 million deal guaranteed. With 25 mil guaranteed. Safety, Jalen Mills, four year, 24 mil, nine mil guaranteed. Uh, Nelson Aguilar on a two year, 22 mil. Dietrich Wise, defensive end, four year, 22 mil, 10 mil guaranteed. Uh, Devon Godshaw, two year, 15 mil, nine mil guaranteed. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne, three year, 15 mil, 5.25 mil guaranteed. Henry Anderson, defensive end, two year, seven mil guaranteed. And then they brought back. Carl Davis. So, what is your favorite, favorite and least favorite signing of the New England Patriots uh, free agency group? Because there's a lot to pick from. <laughs> favorite signing is quarterback Cam Newton. One year. 13. Of course it is. Of course it is. 
The thing, to, but I'll say this: I wonder what all has to happen because it's essentially a six million dollar deal. I wonder what hap- what would all have to happen for him to get that full thirteen mil. And then some. But all right, keep all right. Of course, that's your favorite. Jacoby Myers. Exactly. Or Joey Edelman. You know, or Darius Bird. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you you already have that. So, that would be my least favorite. Yeah, we all know what I feel like they can work on. Yeah. Um, if, in terms of my favorite, it, I, I've been debating between two. I'm going to say Jalen Mills. He's a defensive back who has experience playing corner and was good at it and also can play safety. Devin McCourty can't play forever. I think that his time is kind of coming to an end. And right now, their quarterback situation is kind of up in the air. Like, we keep hearing rumors of Stephon Gilmore potentially being traded. Now, I'm not going to say that Jalen Mills is a Stephon Gilmore type player, but he can step in and kind of fill in the role that he could potentially leave behind. And if not, he'll be one hell of a player in the slot. Um... My least favorite is also Kendrick Bourne. Just, he's not a player that warrants much excitement. Like, he stepped up when Debo and Brandon Ayuk couldn't go. But it was like, he was really the only other person to throw the ball to besides Kyle Juszczyk. So, it was like, you know, I I understand wanting to add as many bodies as you can. But it's like, there were better options than Kendrick Bourne at this time that she... Exactly, Rashad Higgins, Emmanuel Sanders um, is another guy. T.Y. Hilton is another cat. Like, hell, even a Rashad Perryman, if you really want to be technical. I I, I will say this, though. You could have got Curtis Elliott. He's familiar with with Cal. Fits what you want to do. Bring speed to your offense. Yes, I mean, like, they could have went in other directions. Not to say Kendrick Bourne is bad. It's just I don't love this signing. Um, But, yeah, this is... Uh, I will say, by far, I love the defensive move that the Patriots have been making. I mean, of course. Now, on another note, I want to ask you, how you feel about Matt Judon? That's your guy. You know, he bought some more. How, how you feel about I'm going to miss Matt Judon. Um, I mean, he is just, he's one of those guys who has really worked his way up. Like, coming from Grand Valley State, which before we drafted him, I didn't know what the hell a Grand Valley State was. To being a consistent cat, like, he's going to get his sacks. 
He may not be a guy who's going to get double-digit sacks every year, but he is going to find a way to get pressure. He gives 110% every time out. So I'll definitely miss that in Baltimore. So I think that for a team like the Patriots that really lack a true pass rusher, I think that Matt Judon is a great fit. And I'm excited for him just because, I mean, just from watching him, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of his and I want him to be great. But so I miss him. Don't get me wrong, I definitely miss him. But I think that the Patriots, uh, they did right. So, of the positions of need, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I mean, look, I get it. But I'm, here's my hypothesis because I was talking about this with Ethan, um, off off the air. Maybe because they're hitting on these positions like an edge rusher, like tight end you know, getting another wide receiver, positions that were they were heavily mocked at, maybe either they're going to draft a rookie or they're like, you know what, we took care of the positions that we wanted to hit with that we could have used for the first overall pick. So it's like, hey, Jimmy G, hey, Deshaun, you know, I can see them really, um, I can see them really looking out for quarterback Cam, Cam, you know, was the best of a bad situation. But, I mean, any quarterback who starts majority of the games and only has eight passing touchdowns, that's that's bad. And with the inconsistencies and the inaccuracy, it's like Cam is there. I feel like if it was not Cam Newton, if this was Andy Dalton who had this kind of year, he'd be getting railroaded. But because Cam is such a cult figure amongst NFL fans, like everybody just – is still so enamored by Cam Newton. It's kind of like, okay, he gets an opportunity, woo-woo. But realistically, it's like everybody likes Cam from afar, but if you had to have Cam as your starting quarterback, would you really be comfortable with that? So I would say quarterback for sure. It pains me to say this. Cam is my favorite player. Everyone knows this. You know. just for so solely because of his performance but his style of play he could get hurt what is your backup plan now is it to still no so definitely need to address the quarterback position I'm talking about this with you off the air with Cam you know how I feel about the situation with Cam I'm very I understand you, you take it as he's your guy I get it Cam is very like as much as you say people lord after him he is also criticized too and it's like any other court I can say this reverse argument any other quarterback if I say um, I said Matthew Stafford earlier but I'm going to use someone else okay I'm going to say Jameis Winston <laughs> don't nobody mess with Jameis no, 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 no. I'm the only person who was rooting for Cam for Jameis Winston. I don't know nobody else who was on the Jameis like, Winston fan. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute because we, we got Saints next.
as well. No, I'm going to say Matthew Stafford. And you put him on a team, if you just be like, you know, we're going to sign you the last four weeks of the season before the season starts. We're going to let you learn a complicated system that even the GOAT has said he's had trouble with learning. We're going to put you in there with no weapons, with, with, with trash men and mailmen and the lunch man. And we're going to say, go out there and play NFL players. Go for it. He would throw more than eight touchdowns. <laughs> he would do better than Cam. I'm sorry. Like at this at this stage of his career, he'd be better than Cam. Cam is not. Cam has never been. This is the thing, man. Cam has never been like a passing, like a pocket passing quarterback. He's always been did things with his feet. Now, what I will say is, if you're saying that he's declining as far as his mobile ability, I will say he looked slow last year. I will definitely give you that. Yeah, he slowed down. He looked top heavy last year. I will give you that. But, I mean, come on. With them receivers he have, come on now. It, it It was not great. It was it was ugly and it was rough. But we talked before we move on to the Saints because I know we can talk about this all day. We talked about if you're in the NFL, regardless of position, you have to be adaptable. And Cam did not adapt. He didn't. And you have to be able to adapt. And if you can't adapt, like we talked about it, if he is their starter going into this year, he has no excuses. Because I'll be the, I don't necessarily think that all of a sudden the Patriots are like a top. 15 offense. I think they're still bottom half, but they, they got better. But if he is doing the same stuff, making those same mistakes, being inaccurate, it's no excuses. It, no, that's, it's, that's it. That's it. He's getting, pulled. He's getting pulled, but I will say that they won seven games left now. They won seven games last year. Kudos. Are they two games or three games better back with the players that they got and the players they're getting back? Sure they are. Can they be a sneaky wild card team? Sure. Can they win? It's going to take 10 wins to get in the AFC. is the new NFC. It's going to take two, 10 wins to get in the playoffs, period. At least to get in. There's too many good teams now. So, we shall see, Cameron. I'm rooting for you, Superman. You ain't Superman no more, you know. You, you Clark Kent right now. Girl. All right, so are you, are, you comf- are you comfortable with saying that Cam is going to be their starter next year? Are you comfortable yeah. in saying that? You gonna say yes? Okay. I'm gonna say no. I think that he may go into if they get a rookie, he may go into the season as a starter, but I don't think he finishes as a starter. And then I still, I'm not gonna lie, I would not be surprised if the rumblings of them wanting Jimmy G back were true. So I could definitely see that being true. First five games of the season, they go three and two, four and one. You pull a cam, or you still you let them start. Is it gonna? What cam am I getting? Am I getting Cam that you know threw across the yard three some against terrible secondaries like the Texans and the Seahawks before they got good, or am I getting Cam that like what was that the Chargers game when it was a blowout but they only threw for like what sixty some yards? Which Cam am I getting here? Because it's it's, a, it's it's hard to say Cam because it's a whole bunch of different Cams that we saw. But I, I'll say this: if they're winning. I mean, even then, it was like, eh. I almost because the Raiders game was bad. I'll say, I'll say, I keep them just because if we're winning, we're winning. But let's go ahead, move on to the New Orleans Saints. Um, they signed right tackle. Well, they re-signed right tackle James Hurst, three-year, nine million, five million guarantee. 
uh, re-signed Jameis Winston to a deal, one year, 5.5 mil, 5 million guaranteed. That could go up to 12 mil. Um, signed fullback Alex Arma from divisional rival um, Carolina Panthers. And as we all know, they restructured Taysom Hill's deal to make it a four-year, $140 million deal, which is voidable. But I just, when I read it, I thought it was a typo because I can't fathom giving Taysom Hill $140 million to do anything. So, but that's neither here nor there. So, Jameis or Taysom, who is the week one starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Definitely thought it was a typo. But uh, I mean, it's, it's funny that your backup is going to be making more than your starter because Jameis Winston is definitely going to be the starter next year. Yeah. Uh, we cannot seriously go in there. Like I, I know, I know Sean Payton probably really wants. He really likes. He really likes Tyson Taysom Hill. He really does. But he cannot really look us in the face and tell us with a straight face Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback against against who? Tampa Bay? No. James Winston. Um, I like the James Winston signing. I think it's kind of weird that they gave this man one year, five and a half million. Um, but they gave Taysom Hill this whole a whole lot of money. It's, it's kind of weird. I, you know, I don't make the rules, but hey, that's a deal there. But I like the I like the. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater is regret he didn't sign. He didn't, he didn't go back. Yeah, I'm going to go Taysom as the backup as well. Um, I'm going Jameis for the starter. Uh, honestly, because even I've, I remember when he started, what was uh, Taysom's first game? It was the uh, Falcons game. And he wasn't great, but he did Taysom Hill things. You know, he completed some passes. He ran the ball. You know, he was, he was fine. But I think for the system that – the Saints want to run. I think that they're trying to make it as comparable to it how it was last year as they can, which means they have to have their quarterback and then Taysom Hill, you know, being the do-it-all player at either tight end or even running back or the Wildcats, stuff like that. And so with that being said, I think Taysom's the backup. I think Jameis gets the start. And I think that Sean Payton could be the quarterback to really kind of fix um, James Winston, yes, I said that about Bruce Arians, and I feel like he could have if Bruce James got a chance. But yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you. I think James is a starter. But all right, free agency. What position do you think they need to hit on before the draft? Uh, man, I would, man, I would say something on defense, man. I would say, I would say replacing Trey Hendrickson, getting the edge rusher. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say they definitely need an uh, edge rusher. And they need, or Terry Lock and Sheldon Rankins is gone too. Yeah. So um, they definitely need defense. I can definitely, I agree with you. I would say defensive edge. You need pressure. I, I, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. with us saying that they need pressure, then they do need it. I, I have the right position. But his skill set is not necessarily that. Jadavian Clowney. I I don't I've never been a fan of Jadavian Clowney. Like I've recognized his high points. He's a tremendous run stopper. 
It's just him as an edge rusher is not worth $20 million, which is crazy because he really thought he was going to get that last year. But I think Jadavion Clowney would be a nice fit because everybody knows Cam Jordan is going to get his sacks. Everybody knows he's going to get his pressure. And then Jadavion Clowney could kind of be that cleanup guy to stop the run to really help bring that pressure. Marcus Davenport is cool, but I think that Jadavion Clowney has more upside as far as a run stopper. And because he his stock is so low, you could get him really cheap. And he wants to play on a team that's going to be successful. Are the Saints a Super Bowl contender right now? No. But they're a team that I could still see making the playoffs. And so because of that, I think Jadavion Clowney will be a solid fit, especially because they could get him really, really cheap. Another position, of course, will be cornerback because losing um, Marshawn Lattimore, of course, is the guy. But with Janoris Jenkins out, they have a big need at the position. I don't want oh I don't want Jadavion Clowney in Baltimore, but I do think that okay, for a team that does not need him to be their number one pass rusher, he could be a solid fit. Like for y'all. Because you've got Miles Garrett, so he will be a nice fit. For a team like the Saints, he could do that. For Baltimore, he will be assumed the top guy, and that's just not happening. So I think the Saints would be a nice, you know, nice little fit. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You know, somebody else would. No. 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 No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. I, I, I'll take an old man. I'll take Justin Houston. I'll take KJ Wright. I'm good. Thank you, though. God bless. All right, speaking of another God bless franchise, the New York Giants, who... Let's uh haven't haven't done much. Uh they signed well, I lied, they signed the best receiver of all time, but I'll get to that in a second. Running back Devontae Booker on a two year five point five million dollar deal. Defensive tackle re-signed uh Austin Johnson, one year three mil, fully guaranteed. Uh signed fullback Cullen Gillespie um to an undisclosed deal, and then got John Ross, the man, the myth, the legend, on a one year, what, two point two five million dollar deal? So, um, New York, John Ross, you know, what do you think his role will be? Honestly, when I when I think about John Ross, it's like I, I look at it like this. Is he better than Corey Coleman? And even though it's it's wild to have to ask that question, I gotta say no. So it's like you, Corey, you get Corey Coleman's gone, but you get a worse Corey Coleman. It's like who's the bigger butt? Yeah, and it's like honestly, I might, I would probably say John Ross just because he got drafted higher, and that four four that four two two was just wasted. So I would. Yeah, so, you know, honestly, I think they're going to try to use him as a speed option. Honestly, with the receivers on that roster now, I love Sterling Shepard. He's really cool. He's a solid, you know, second, third wide receiver, good in the slot. But uh, they don't have a number one receiver. John Ross is magically going to become one. They have to draft one unless they're going to spend money. I mean, they still can. They still could do it. 
Um, so yeah, no. Um, I don't love it. But that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you see him as, you know, being the the future, you know, the next Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's maybe that's what that is. Great deal. Uh, Great contract. Three yeah, years, 63 mil with 45 mil guaranteed? That's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's their best move that um, they made. Um, their best move should have just been that move and not did nothing. I mean, damn, Devontae Booker is fine. They'll be backing up Saquon. That's cool. One, two, punch, sure. Uh, but, but, but John Ross, that's one million you could have saved towards somebody else. You could have... I don't know. That could have been somebody signing bonus. Like, yeah. That could have been a cash considerations for getting a better quarterback. Something. Yeah, because that's, that's... Unless he's going to be retired. He's going to be retired, sure. Okay, fine, but he, he get hurt too easy. Exactly. He, he's literally Corey Coleman, but more fragile, which is wild to think about. Um, yeah. So, of the... Different positions. Honestly, I think their defense is fine. Um, so offensively, of course, another wide receiver would make a lot of sense. Um, another a right tackle would be clutch. This is a case where Mitchell Schwartz will come in and be a big up- upgrade. Um, oh my gosh, I'll remember when I do not care. Um, no, nah, Julian Love is playing safety. Who is the other corner? But he gets honestly their secondary was good. It was fine. So it's like I'm remember when I don't care. It was was it a was a young cat. But I mean they can do that in the draft. I think they need offensive linemen now though. But I'm somebody from Temple or something like that. Temple. Nah. Why his name was something? I can't think of his name. Oh, Isaac Yadam. Isaac Yadam, there we go. He actually played well last year, so I'm gonna give him. He he was not bad last year, so I give him his little credit. But yeah, so I mean, like, it's not an immediate need. It's not as much as offensive line because if you're gonna die on this hill of Daniel Jones being your guy, which honestly, no. But at this point, you really can't do no better unless you can get, you know, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. So I guess you are kind of just stuck. But yeah, I'd get all, I'd go offensive line. I'm surprised nobody tried to trade for Marcus Mariota. I know that's a that's a thing, but I'm, I'm surprised Chicago could have got Marcus Mariota. I mean, who says they can't? You know, they could get him and Andy and just you know go to town. That's crazy. Be 2015 all over again. All right, let's talk the New York Jets, their neighbors. Now, on the other hand, while the Giants have been pretty laid back, the Jets have been somewhat aggressive. Uh, Signed defensive end Carl Lawson to a three-year, $45 million deal with 30 mil guaranteed. Wide receiver Corey Davis on a three-year, $37.5 million deal, 27 mil guaranteed. Uh, Linebacker Jared Davis, one-year, 5.5 mil, uh, fully guaranteed. And also signed Justin Hardy to a three-year deal. Which deal between Carl Lawson and Corey Davis do you like more? Mm. Mm. 
Okay. All he does is cheaper. Paying Carl Lawson a lot. Yeah, Carl Lawson. He was the best edge rusher for the Bengals, but I feel I'll say it like this: if the Bengals really wanted to keep him and give that man money, they would have did that because they needed him. I would say Corey Davis, but in the wise words of what I heard Steve Smith say today on TV, he said, you had all these options out here, wide receivers. You had Nikes, Jordans, but you chose Converse. So in the yeah. wise words of Steve Smith, Corey Davis is a fine receiver, but you definitely had better options out here. And you paid all that money for Converse when you had Nike and Jordan. Yeah. It's um Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I'm happy Baltimore didn't do it. Like the contract isn't crazy expensive. It's just like of course like you said, like when you look at the other wide receivers who were available, it's like I, I think it might have came down to other receivers just didn't want to play for the Jets, which I can understand. But I mean Corey Davis, he's their number one receiver as of right now. I mean, him and Jamison Crowder could be cool. It's just Denzel, Denzel Mims got to prove something. He didn't he didn't prove much in rookie year. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily the receiving core that I would want to go into the year with, but you know, it's it's better than last year. I mean, it's not the worst in the division. I'll say that. So. No, it's not the worst thing to do. <laughs> so, I mean... You can, the worst yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can live... Honestly, I'd say the Dolphins, but the Patriots are much better. So, it's, it's it's not great. But, yeah. So, all right. So, another team... I know they spend big money, but they're another team that I could say, what do they need? And I would say everything. Um, I'm probably going to say, for this specific instant, I'm going to say cornerback. Yes. Corner is... This is not pretty. I like Bryce Hall. I think that as Bryce Hall got healthier and saw the field more, he really was able to produce, do some really big things. So I'm excited to see what he can do with more minutes. I love Arthur Mollette. He's a guy who came out of Memphis. He kind of bounced around a bit, but he is really, really physical. Um, they were able to keep Marcus May as far as the franchise tag, so that helps. So I think that getting a solidified corner um, to play in front of him would be solid. But because it's the Jets and they're probably not going to do that, I can see them getting a cat like Malcolm Butler and thinking that they're set at the position. Who 
are currently in cap hell and have not made any moves. I know you said that the Eagles are now your NFC team because they decide to seemingly go all in on Jalen Hurts. So where do you think that they should do with their very limited cap space? What position do you feel like they have to hit on? What are you talking about? Jalen Rager is the man. You took him over Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins. I mean, he is a dog. Yeah. Anyway. They did it. They did it. Anyway, no. Definitely need a lot of something besides that. They need like five, if we're being honest. They need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Talking about another team that 
seem I can't even say they sold out. They sold out and didn't get a Super Bowl. Pittsburgh Steelers, a team with not much cap space after restructuring Big Ben's deal, but still they don't have much money. Uh, okay, I'm sorry to cut you off. But really, five million. That's 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 okay. Okay. They don't have. Much. But let's see. They re-signed Cam Sutton to a two-year, $9 million deal with 3.5 guarantee. And then uh, re-signed, well, not re-signed, but brought back B.J. Finney, uh, center, because, you know, Marquise Pouncey retired. And so um, they're a team that, honestly, despite winning 11 games, 11 straight, you know, their fans will let you know it, they they are not a finished product. They are... um, how how do you say depleted? And so they need a block. So before free agency, I mean before the draft, I would say I would say running back, but you can get a rookie running back and get a star. So in terms of vets, I would say you wanna get off you know what? No, forget that. I'm not gonna do that. You wanna get another edge rusher to compliment TJ Watt. T.J. Watt is the man. If you ask me, I think he should have won Defensive Player of the Year this year. But if you lose to Aaron Donald, are you really losing? But still, you got to get another edge rusher. Cam, like we talked about with the Dinosaurs in uh, Philly along their offensive line, the Steelers have Dinosaurs on their defensive line. Cam Hayward is great, but he's getting up there. Stephon Tewitt is solid, but he's not necessarily spring chicken. You got to get more pressure along that group. And so I would go with the edge rusher. Like I said for Baltimore, Justin Houston would be a really nice signing. Um, getting a cat like Indomitian Sue would be a really good move. You know, guys like that I could see would be really good. And Sheldon Rankins would be another guy who I could see them going after. Hilton. Guaranteed. How are you feeling about their signing so far? Uh, I mean, I, 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 
Without a doubt. Probably the most valuable fullback of the last 25 years. Yes, most definitely. Um, Jason Verrett was pretty, was playing, had a pretty, pretty decent season last year. After finally, finally getting healthy for a majority of a season, he, he wasn't too bad. I mean, you, anybody going to look bad against Adams, and, you know, yeah. but still. But he had a good, good day. They brought him at one year, 5.5 million. That's not bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm giving a C plus. I mean, what can they need help on? I mean, obviously, um, you lost uh, to Forrest Buckner last year. You really, I don't think you replaced that in Kenshaw, if you ask me. Um, I still think you need to beef up your D-line. I mean, your D-line was your best asset when you went to the Super Bowl. So, right. why not add to it? So, um, why not get rotation players in there, man? I can see you add someone like a... Like a um, like a Carlos Belak coming in a rotational player, someone like that. So I can see him add defensive players. Defensive line players. Um, I really did like them bringing back Jason Barrett, if not for any other reason. But they need a lot of corners right now. Yeah. Richard Sherman's on the way out. Um, Jason Barrett, Akello Witherspoon is going to Seattle. So they have a lot of ground to make up. And so I think that Jason Verrett is a nice step. You can make an argument that he played the best out of the three last year. So I think that that was a really good signing. Um, like you said, bringing back Juice was great. I remember when he was a Raven. Good times, man. I'll say this, Baltimore. Baltimore's had some great fullbacks. Him, Pat Ricard, Vontae Leach. We we can knock out some fullbacks. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I like that. You, you talked about beefing up the defensive line. I'm going to say beefing up that secondary still. You bring back Jason Red, but you still have a lot of holes. You still need at least one more corner. Um, like you said, this could be where you could bring in a cat like a William Jackson or even go a bit younger and get a guy like Troy Hill from the Los Angeles Rams who really had a standout year last year. Um, another position of need, of course, is safety because – like I said, Jaquiski Tard is potentially on his way out. And I forgot, Kwan Williams is also a free agent. So it's just so many guys leaving their secondary. Mosley, right? Huh? Mosley, right? I believe, I, yeah, I think he's still under contract. I think he's still there. But, yeah, like, yeah. they've lost a lot of cats. And so they need players who can help defend the pass, especially potentially with other quarterbacks in that division. Um, So that would be where I would go. Speaking of in the division, Seattle Seahawks, a team that really hasn't done much. They re-signed Puna Ford, and like I said, they signed Akella Witherspoon from the San Francisco 49ers. I'm keeping it short, sweet, and to the point. Get Russell some protection. There are still some really high-quality offensive linemen at every level. You could get Rodney. You could get a Trey Turner. You could get a Mitchell Swartz. You can get Eric Fisher. Get my brother-in-law some protection. It's that simple. Also, you need cornerbacks, but worry about Russ first. Yeah, you need corners, but uh, last year they said let Russ cook. I'm going to say let Russ live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You 
Carlos Dunlap, and you kind of you definitely take care of uh, that issue. All right, Tampa. They just say, you know what? Who needs other people? We can just restock what we got. So far, they've re-signed uh, Shaq Baird, four years, sixty-eight mil, thirty-six mil guaranteed. Rob Gronkowski is back on a one-year, eight million dollar deal, guaranteed. They franchise tag Chris Godwin. They're currently in talks with Indomitian Sue. Brought back Kevin Minter. Brought back Levante David. I mean, with so much back in the fold, would you say that the Bucks are right now Super Bowl favorites? Are they favorites to repeat? I mean, yeah, yeah. The Gi- the Giants got John Ross. What other move do you want to be made? That's that's the move. Yeah, the only other team I would say that would pose a threat to them, I would say is the Rams. I mean, Packers, they need more. We saw that. They got worse on the offensive line. They lost their center. We'll see what they do. At this moment, I would say the Rams pose the biggest threat to them. Just because of their defense, their defense. Well, I can't even say that they lost their safety now. Unless their safety step up, we'll see. But well, to be fair, Jordan Fuller had a hell of a game against Tom Brady. I think he had picked off two passes. Like he looked great. He really did. I will give you that. But yeah, they 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 posed the biggest threat to the Buccaneers. I would say. But no, they they're definitely the favorite to repeat. I don't see nobody in the, right now. I can't see nobody in the NFC dethroning them. They, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in agreement with you on that. All right, let's talk about you said dethrone. We got to talk about King Henry's team, the Tennessee Titans, that has just th- literally gotten rid of almost every cornerback on the roster. Kind of wild, understandable. Kind of wild though. But let's talk about the big one. They signed Bud Dupree to a five-year, $82.5 million deal, 35 mil guaranteed. Signed Nico Autry from the Colts on a three-year, $21.5 million deal, 9 mil guaranteed. Kendall Lamb, right tackle on a two-year, $6.8 million deal, 3 mil guaranteed. Jeff Swain, tight end, one-year, $2.5 mil, uh, 2.25 guaranteed. So, Let's talk about the big move. Bud Dupree getting the bag. But should he have gotten the bag? How are you grading that pick? Hey, okay, okay. Um, let's just say I I will give it a, a, a 
school, a C minus. Now, I want to ask you something. How was Greg the Parade before they got T.J. Watt? Um, he was, you know, he was certain. He was like, you know, six seven sack guy, you know. He was, he was, he was, he was. I'll say this: he was not playing to the potential of a first first round pick. Rush was really bad. Because it's, you banking on him not only coming back and being the same player he was, but being better. And the next best pass rusher for the Titans right now is Harold Landry. And I, I really liked Harold Landry coming out of Boston College a few years back, but he's not T.J. Watt. He's not a guy who is going to command so much offensive line attention that is just going to create lanes for Dud, Bud Dupree. And so far in Bud Dupree's career, real talk, before – you know, T.J. Watt, and he came in and played better. The most notable thing T.J., I mean, not T.J., Bud Dupree did was hit Matt Moore in the wild card game against the Dolphins. That is the most memorable man, thing that man has done. Killed that man. that And they put him back in, which was wild, because you know that man had a concussion. And with that, but still, they, they made – Tennessee, I mean, made the conscious decision to give him all that money because they're hoping that he can fix their pass rush. Now, if I'm still Tennessee, for me, my first-round pick would still go towards getting another edge rusher just so you can overload at the position. But because of all the moves and the turnover at cornerback, it's like, well, no, they got to find a way to get somebody who can stop the pass. So, in terms of what I would do next, I would definitely be looking at those guys. Yes, you brought in Janoris Jenkins, who I think is going to be a solid addition. Um, but even still, like, you got to get more cats. And I understand if they don't want to fully go young, which is why maybe that may be why they wouldn't go um, uh, Patrick Peterson. But William Jackson, like I said, is a talented cat who could really do some nice things for you. Um no, nah, I'm not going to say Richard Sherman. Xavier Rhodes, I think that he's somebody who you could put some trust in. I think that after last year, he showed he could still go. Um, so there are guys out there who could be serviceable. It's just 
And Desmond King. I would try to bring back Desmond King as well. But yeah, like if if I'm looking at, you know, the Titans, my next step is okay, either I'm getting a cornerback or I'm getting a guy who can help aid in the pass rush of Bud Dupree. Because with that kind of money, you're expecting him to be your number one guy. But you still have to have some sort of help. I mean, David Long was good last year. Rashawn Evans is still pretty good. They're, they're, they'll be fine, and you can get somebody. Is they losing Daquan Jones? Uh, I think so. But I don't – I actually, I'm looking through the list right now. I think so. But on the flip-hand side, they still have Jeffrey Simmons, who has really come on. So I think that they're not missing that one too tough. And if that is, then they could get a guy like Kawan Short. So it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, like you said, obviously corner is it like like you said, uh they definitely need another corner. I mean, obviously they just released every damn corner or damn near every secondary piece of their backfield. Yeah, because Kenny Vaccaro got Bayard. cut too. Yeah, Bayard, Bayard is the only one there. Kevin Bayard is the only one there, so Oh man, now we talking about I would, you said corner, I'm gonna say safety. Um Anthony Harris is someone that you can go after. Well, He's, he's a free safety, so I'm, I'm, and they already have Kevin Bayer. So, if I'm going to say strong safety, oof, it's not that many out there. It's um, not. <laughs> it's really not. Uh, uh, I think Carl Joseph could potentially be a guy. Unless Keanu you know somebody. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu would be a dog. Um, uh, Xavier Woods would be. Monty yeah. Maybe, you know, it's it yeah, possibly. I mean they need help though at the position, so it's like Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. But alright. It wouldn't be right ending this show without some Fitz Magic who signed a one year ten million dollar deal with the Washington football team and as reports have been saying, he is slated to go into week one as their starter are you comfortable with that if you are washington or are you still trying to find your starting quarterback i mean even um, during rg3 because do we no they've been looking for i won't say that they've still been going to start a quarterback since kirk cousins because kirk cousins was their guy they they franchise tagged him twice which was wild but he was their last reputable starting quarterback. Um, obviously you're looking for your, your your franchise quarterback. I mean, Fitzpatrick, nine teams can't see him being there more than. I'd be shocked if he plays past this year. I get. I guess the better question would be: Are you comfortable with him being your starting quarterback for 2021? They've done more with less. Yes, and one more or less. I think they would have won more games with him as a starting quarterback if he was a starting quarterback last. Agreed. I would agree with that. Another receiver. Oh, absolutely. They need weapons. They need weapons. I mean, any skill position you could make an argument for, even running back. Antonio Gibson, you know, he had he showed some flashes, but he was still, you know, kind of hit or miss. 
Um, JD McKissick is solid, but if you want to get like a straight, just down home guy, I think a Chris Carson would be a really nice fit there. Um, wide receiver, take your pick. Terry McLaurin is that guy. We we know he's their number one, but it would ne it never hurts to have more players at the position, and so I think it would be really helpful if they were able to do that. Um, get like a, a Juju would be a great fit. Kenny, of course, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, take your pick. And then another position that with Ronald Darby leaving, I think that it opens up cornerback. Yes, Kendall Fuller is slated to be the number one, but you can never have enough um, corners. Right now, cornerback is not necessarily a huge position of need, but I can see it becoming one with Ronald Darby gone, um, and they need to fill that role. So I would say those are some positions that I would look at. Yeah, Logan Thomas came on late, but I was Logan Thomas is not a guy that I'm just immediately just sold on. Like I still I wouldn't I would try to bring somebody like if you can get a Zach Ertz, I think that would be helpful. Even though I doubt they would trade him in the division. Yeah, that'd be dirty. I think Jared Cook will be followed though. Yeah, I think so too. I mean Jared Cook is another guy who, who does his job well. He's not gonna cost you a lot of money. He's pretty serviceable. Or Kyle Rudolph. I'm sorry, that's another guy who could do something. Kyle Rudolph. I forgot all about Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. Definitely, definitely I think they're number one. They need a running back, though. Yeah. I would get another running back. Running back, running back can be a quarterback's best friend. Agree, especially if they can block. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. But that is our prediction. Well, not prediction, but free agency recap of the first two days of action. It's been a lot. But it's always fun. Uh, Malik, before we close this bad boy out, really quick, if you could have the Cleveland Browns sign any player, regardless of the price tag, who would it be? Go. Anybody right available. Now. Anybody, uh, any free agent available right now, who would you get? Good answer. Great answer. Love that guy. For me... I don't want to. Uh, Kenny Galladay is definitely like the easy, conventional, yeah answer. But if I was to go other than Kenny, this may be a, not even. I don't want to say it'd be surprising. But next best, I would say Mitchell Schwartz. Reason being, more than likely we're gonna trade. Oh wait, I totally lied. Ignore that. Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson, ignore what I just said. With all the center bull crap I had to deal with last year with Matt Scorer and Pat McCarry, we need a center. And Rodney Hudson is that guy. But thank you guys so much for taking out your time to listen to us. We really appreciate it. Malik, it's always a pleasure talking football with you. Anything you would like to say before we get out of here? Appreciate it. Really appreciate that. that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what your favorite free agent signings were, and we will be back later this week with our full show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you all next time.